Hello, comrades, and we have a Patreon shout out for you today. We have Iparba, Hansen Screen Printing, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren Al, Rock the Green, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on here at our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are discussing a piece of Russian uh, that uh, had landed right here in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So go ahead and get your Adidas tracksuits ready because this is about to be. Oh, baby, I got a my burgundy on. I got my burgundy on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are discussing uh, the crash of the Sputnik 4. And uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Sabra and Carlisle, uh, another beer review, and uh, of course, another infamous uh, How Many Locos. <laughs> And uh, really, really great stuff here. Uh, if you have not already, uh, be sure to rate, like, subscribe, review. Go on to uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, or Google, wherever you listen to this damn thing. Uh, leave us a review. Put us uh, at a five-star or whatever you think we're um, deserving of and go from there. Uh, really what this does for us, this little small treasure that you can do, is to uh, put us into a different algorithm and it will then suggest our little podcast here to uh, other people that uh, are appropriate. You know, to Pravda Gavorish? I don't even know what that means. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Is that something you order at a Russian restaurant? I said, are you telling me the truth? Oh, I am. Okay. Um, totally. It really does. That's exactly the the, the science behind it all. Um, please visit us at wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, that is the best area for you to find more information about our Patreon. That's where you can really personally, financially uh, sponsor this thing. And uh, that little bit of money that you give actually just uh, goes towards the local artists for the music that we uh, that we promote here and that we feature, uh, as well as the different uh, breweries that we uh, do reviews of uh, when we have to go out and buy their stuff uh, to be able to come back. So really, that, that money just goes right back into uh, the community, right back into the state, uh, and right back into the pockets of uh, the individuals that we're trying to uh, really feature and promote. So uh, best way to do it. Also... Our T public, which is oh, at man. least for now the area that we uh, have decided to uh, go with our merch. Uh, so essentially, we have a ton of different products that have our logo printed directly on them that you can then wear out into the public or uh, have on like a can koozie or something else. And uh, people will, I mean, inevitably ask you, "Where did you, uh, where did you find that? What, what, what logo is that? That's really cool. I really like it." and uh, um, that again, kind of comes right back to huge. the best way to uh, promote this little thing. Word of mouth. Oh um, yeah. Huge for us. I mean, that's been like 
probably the biggest i th- I would say the biggest you know we're getting about like maybe 4k plays a week or something but like just because of you guys giving the word of mouth we started out with like five listeners right in the beginning i was just gonna say like, in the in it certainly in the early days of this podcast we're now in episode 114 Wow. Which Russ, I don't know if you ever imagined that when we were having this little discussion in your in your kitchen that one day, yeah, um, in, you know, in Beloit, Wisconsin, we were sitting there saying, "This pandemic sucks, absolute monkey balls." And what can we do? And I'm, t- I'm tired of Tiger King, and I want to hail my friend, right? Well, like, and, that's and what Russ, I was saying, Russ, you were doing a podcast at the time that had had barely had barely gotten it, off the ground. Dude, like it hit right when I was doing it. So I was going in the nursing homes and finding these awesome Wisconsin stories, right? But what happened is they pretty much locked them down 100%. So that thing was pretty much kaput. So I'm like I still want to do this like I still want to present history and I still want to present things in Wisconsin. You know, I still want to present the story of Wisconsin, little things that maybe you don't know about. And we're doing it, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Right? So this was essentially just like a no-brainer. At the time I was doing a little weekly uh, podcast that was talking about, well, it, it started out with the idea of doing it weekly. It soon kind of uh, derailed a little bit, you know, to doing it more like monthly, but um, it was going to be more of like current events. And it really got depressing because all I was really talking about was uh, number one, COVID number two Sucks. shortages and shit uh, yeah. of stuff and then tiger king like shit that we could watch on netflix and and that really <laughs> yeah. that really that really yeah. early on um uh, got was, fucking old it was nice being home but it was also really freaking lonely man like, yeah. i'm glad we got together and did this and that's what i was thinking you know uh, in the early days we we safely uh, uh partnered uh oh, at yeah. the time you know taking um COVID tests uh, pretty seriously, you know. And we and had, you had, you did end up getting, so we did take have to take a break, which is why yeah. we record ahead in the studio still right. to this date, just in case something happens to somebody. So, so it, you know, we, we really did, uh, you know, I guess early on, you know, just kind of start this thing thinking, we'll do some episodes. For man. sure. Let's It'll try be cool. And, see what happens. and then, um, you know, the list began to grow of the things that we really wanted to do. And we didn't corner ourselves into a niche. You know, we didn't say, uh, that this was going to be like spooky history or music history. We were just like the history of the state of Wisconsin and the things that are involved here in this state. And, uh, and, and said one thing that we knew we wanted to do was a music segment and a brewing segment, because those are such big cultures and things that happen here in the state. And uh, we knew we wanted to feature and highlight some stuff. So, and you guys probably get sick of hearing me talk too. So, I mean, you get a little bit of history, you get the break of the music, you get a right. beer review, you get some funny news articles, yeah. just kind of an easy going podcast. We t- highlighting we, Wisconsin, right? We try not to like, Oh my God, the history is going to be, this is going to be a, a, a one hour you know episode of just, you know, the history of a certain thing. It's like, we try to give sum you the, it down to 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. Usually, so. Yeah. So we, we thought it was definitely cool. And, and so we're really glad uh, that uh, you've you've come along on the ride with us and, and this journey and that it's lasted as long as it has. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this this uh, this little subject that we're talking about today, uh, the, the Sputnik uh, uh, space stuff from the, the Russian cosmonauts, uh, you know, they had a, a couple of somewhat uh, successful missions. Uh, yeah, for sure. I would say not necessarily as successful as the NASA space program from the United States. But then again, I feel like we really, really pushed it. We knew that, you know, with uh, the help of, of our president at the time uh, in the sixties, John F. Kennedy, uh, 
that, that this was something that we wanted to really pursue. And the thing that he had, had said before he was assassinated was we're going to go to the fucking moon. And, and when we're going to push that, we really want to have space exploration that nobody else has ever done. And, and we, we, we want to put as much money into that as, as possible. And, um, the, the Sputnik, you know, the, the Russian cosmonauts, you know, they, they have done some tremendous things in, uh, up there as well. Obviously they have a really nice, uh, uh, space, uh, station there as well that, even even the the United States, you know, NASA missions have uh, utilized, um, you know, that uh, that facility up in space. Yeah. And even with the war going on, I think there's, you know, like, yeah, Putin's a dick, right? We all agree. Putin's a shit. He's a piece of shit. He's a fucking dickhead. But like at the same time, it's it's really cool to see like the normal population and astronauts. They're still getting along. Right. Like it's not they're not they're not the ones really promoting this war. Nobody even Russia, the majority of people really want it. The, yeah, exactly. I think that that's important to note, too. The, uh, the I think the majority of the population is saying, "Why? Yeah, what's the point? Why are it's... Why are we you know messing with Ukraine again? I, I don't understand it necessarily. So it's not really a, a a popular thing. And this this particular story is um just another piece of history that brings us right back to uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, what a really cool thing this is. And I'll let Russ take over and and talk more specific i mean the russian wisconsin link is is pretty limited but this is something that did happen on may 15th of 1960 russia scientists launched a five-ton spaceship known as the known in the west as sputnik 4 the russians designated was korabai sputnik the first it was the first sputnik with a pressurized cabin and life support equipment a test flight for a test flight for the planned manned program the ship called the mannequin nicknamed ivan ivanovich which is like the most Russian name you could very, come up with. Very much so. <laughs> Wearing a fully functional spacesuit. The Russians intended to recover the ship in order to head off any panic should the ship be found by someone not familiar with the program. The following words appear on the helmet in Russian. Do not touch. Report immediately to the local organs of power. And the word maket or dummy in Russian or maket was on a card under the faceplate. Sure. One of the goals of the mission was to ensure that voice transmission could be received from space. Concerned that those listening in would assume Russia had put in a man into orbit, they decided not to broadcast a recording of speaking human voice. They were also concerned that if they used a song, the assumption would be that a cosmonaut had gone mad and started singing. They settled on a recording of the popular Patinsky Russian Choir. I think that's right, right? Pianitsky? Pianitsky. Something like that. Pianitsky. There you go. So you're better with the accent. You fucking guy. You fucking guy. Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, Adidas that's tra- what that's. You fucking guys, I got the Pianitsky Russian choir on you. <laughs> After four days of flight, the reentry cabin was separated from its service module, and rocket is, rockets were fired. Retro rockets were fired. A bug in the guidance system had pointed the capsule in the wrong direction, so instead of dropping into the atmosphere, the satellite moved into a higher orbit. The next topic we want to talk about is when the peace crash in Manitowoc and how we right. got our linkage to Sputnik Four. Right. So transmission of temperature and pressure data from the erratic satellite continued until September of 1962 when the spacecraft began a slow plunge into Earth. About 4.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, on September 5, 1962, a 20-by-8-centimeter piece hit almost precisely on the center line of North A Street near the intersection of Park Street in front of the Rar West Art Museum. Approximately weighing... 
20 pounds, the impact of the piece embedded in its three inches right. into the black blacktop pavement. Later, small, small charred fragments were found on a nearby church roof, but despite an intensive search, no other fragments of the Sputnik 4 were actually ever found. So two Manitowoc patrolmen, Marvin Bouch and Ronald Rusbolt, discovered the fragment and turned it over to authorities. Officials at NASA and the Smithsonian Institute identified threads arranged in the metric system and the direction of the two minerals created by the heat and friction of re-entry, wootsite and acogonite. Is that right? Acogonite? I think so, I yeah. think that's right. Acogonite. So the two amateur radio... So one thing that people did... So Russia was talking about how they weren't transmitting humans and people thought there might be human transmission because of that. Right. But at the same time, nobody really knew the, the things behind the program. They were a lot more secretive about exactly. So there was speculation that there actually was a man in space, and this is where kind of the next possibility comes in. We don't know if this is true or not, but this is kind of the like legend, right? Sure. So two amateur radio operators, Italian brothers Archil and Giovanni Battista, claimed to have intercepted transmission, which they believed originated from the Sputnik Four. The signal appeared to be a distress message, coinciding with the failure of a spacecraft on reentry. It had led some to suggest that the spacecraft may indeed have been manned. In addition to a repeated SOS, they recorded what they believed to be a racing heartbeat of an overexerted heart and sounds of labored breathing. The brothers took the tape to the heart surgeon who said it sounded like the heart of a dying man. Wow. So they don't know for sure. Right. Though many dismissed the recordings as imaginative and interpretation of static or outright hoax, the brothers are well-respected and considered to be an impeccable character. Later, Archil was a cardiologist, and Giovanni, Giovanni assisted Italian police with phone tapping and criminal investigations. So they weren't, like, sketchy people of the community. Like, these people actually did pick up some kind of signal. Right, and I, and I think that they tried their best to also verify it with... Uh, other professionals, which is uh, and you know makes how, it less uh, suspicious. And you know? you know the Soviet Union, the Iron Curtain at the time was super secretive. Like nobody knew what was going on there. So there, there could have been a man in Sputnik Four. We don't know one hundred percent. We can't. We had verify. We had a lot of different uh, 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 organizations that were uh, held to a really high standard uh, of of being truthful and honest and, and uh, being uh, as transparent as possible with all of this stuff. Exactly. Uh, NASA's, you know, as, as secretive as they are, they only keep secret certain things that are, are super necessary. Uh, as far as uh, putting a man into space or something like that, it's all very out in the open. Mm -hmm. um, the Russians were really trying to be, um, you know, as, as forth or as, as groundbreaking as possible. Uh, not necessarily forthcoming. Uh, they just were trying to do as much as they possibly could. I mean, they were doing some pretty gnarly experiments, to be honest. Right. Like Stalin I think they, didn't they put like a fucking Dude, a monkey up there, too, at one yeah, point? Yeah, like Stalin did some pretty heinous shit, to be yeah. honest. Like, he's a pretty pretty bad dude. I mean, he tried making monkey human soldiers. I mean, there's like a whole bunch yeah. of evidence of that. Like, he's just a pretty shitty dude. Really rad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, monkey soldiers, bro. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly. Was that Stalin? Yeah, I think it was. that was actually him. That was a he recording like that we that. had of him. When the fragment was first offered to the Soviets, they actually declined its return, but eventually accepted a piece in a quiet ceremony. So Manitowoc actually offered up this piece, like, hey, this is a piece from... Well, because I think that, you know, the message on there, it's like, hey, return it. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And so we did, and we, we were like, hey, you know, the, we know that this is kind of the message that you had, had put forth before, uh, where you wanted us to go ahead and, and return this to its rightful owner. Uh, we tried. Uh, they later did accept, but like you said, kind of in a under the table kind of For fashion. Sure. 
And on September 17th of 1963, the Manitowoc Common Council accepted two replicas of the Sputnik 4 made by NASA. Two months later, members of the Lodge 516 International Association of Machinists of Manitowoc arranged a permanently marked spot on North A Street where the actual Sputnik 4 landed. And there's actually a little plaque there today. Right, where the the three-inch... Uh, a divot was essentially in that blacktop, which yeah, I think it's it's notice it's notable to to say uh, blacktop isn't like the most strong. Uh, uh, right, and when something's coming that fast, but when something's coming that fast and it and it's able to to bury itself uh, three inches in, it's uh, it is pretty notable. You know, you can't just you know throw something and have it make even a divot. It's, so exactly. it's, it had to have been coming at a pretty decent force. So today, every year on a Saturday in September, this year it's actually on September 10th, they have Sputnik Fest, which is held in Manitowoc, usually featuring music, raffles, a costume contest, run, walk, and it's a must-stop on your list of things to attend here in Wisconsin. Yeah, really cool that uh, the area still sort of uh, comes together and um, and, and really, uh, you know, they, 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 you know, inherit this uh, this idea that, this is a piece of history and, and we need to celebrate it, you know, so that way, like we've said before and, and many other things, um, the the individuals who come after all of this understand what it is. Yeah. And the costumes are always pretty cool every year. I mean, like you're going to see like a lot of Star Trek, Star Wars characters. You're going to see like, you know, Futurama. I Slurms McKenzie was there, dude. Sure. Wiggity Wayne Wazzle. Slurm. Slurms McKenzie. He, yeah, he was there Futurama, one year. Yeah, the, he was the there show. one year. And uh, yeah, just a really cool thing, dude. The artwork for the actual festivals is always really cool. Yeah. Kind of has like that sci-fi, 50s sci-fi. Exactly. Look it really to it. does. It gives you the the vibe of of the whole thing, you know. Exactly. So if you get a chance, definitely stop at that. Make that a, a bucket list stop. You know what I mean? You yes. got to go and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Cool festival. Love the history and love that they're literally grasping onto it and and loving it. Hello, comrades, and welcome to the musical knee segment. Our music segment, of course, here. That's a little <laughs> Russian for you guys. Um, today we have Sabra and Carlisle. Eric, can you talk a little bit about them? Yeah, so they're uh, another Milwaukee-based artist uh, uh, band, and uh, the song that we decided to feature is Burt Cocaine. And uh, the, the the music itself, uh, I know that they had most recently worked with Eric Atwell, uh, oh, which yeah, we know we him know, very well. We know them very well. Uh, he is in. He's the drummer of the band uh, Telethon. Uh, they own a recording studio uh, right here in Milwaukee, Stillwave, and uh, him and both uh, uh, Alex Mylink and a few other people have done some really awesome projects out of that place. Uh, some stuff that you know we've all probably heard. And this is just another one of those pieces that's like. You know, you mix and master this whole thing. So, you know what? When going through this and listening to the... We spent way too much money on the album already, to be honest with you. Like, we already pretty much have it. Yeah. But I really got, after listening to the whole thing front to back, I really got, like, kind of Fantagram, Hole, Feist, Florence and the Machine influence, kind of that indie alternative vibe. That's what I was getting right away. I would even go as far as to say, like, Garbage. You know, the the band that we've talked about. Butch Vig at length here, yeah. Butch Vig and and their Madison-based influences and stuff, and um, having that that female voice fronting, uh, you know, is uh, is something that you know I think both you and I uh, grasp onto. Oh, it's for sure, just amazing. It's I just think. it's a vocal range you don't get to hear often, which yeah. is why I always flock to it because it's like a different ranges. It's and so different, cool, yeah, for sure. And it's such a a rock vibe. 
and then that uh, that kind of indie grunge and uh, just such amazing music that's then uh, catapulted uh, by that uh, that vocal range as well. And I think both of us uh, heard this song and immediately thought this was this the is one. the one. This is the one where you has to be. For you sure. know the 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 song itself uh, again is called Burt Cocaine. It's absolutely phenomenal music. Amazing. Sabra and Carlisle, uh, again, uh, Burt Cocaine was the track. And, you know, it, it's it's great music. It stands alone, right? And then also knowing that, like, it's from, you know, the, the Milwaukee area, knowing that we have such close ties with friends that kind of helped in the recording and mastering kind of process. Super um, cool. Really cool, you know, and, and I feel... Uh, I feel a little bit of an attachment to it because, you know, Eric and, and Alex and, and really the, the whole band, uh, Telethon in general and, and uh, Brave You are such good friends uh, of mine. And uh, I just love hearing of their successes. And um, it's really cool to know that they're helping some of these other bands too that come in with an already great product 
really great audio, really great songs, and that they're able to kind of take their professionalism and their education and their their audio engineering uh, degrees and kind of throw it at that, which is awesome. For sure. Um, I, I just love the tunes um, that, that Sabra and Carlisle put, put together, and uh, I love hearing uh, the, these amazing pieces of work uh, come to life, you know. Um, so let's jump into a beer review. Yeah, so You've this got one, a yeah, great so, one. So this one I ended up getting because it was like kind of celebrating the birth of the 4th of July, right? The of birth Christ. of the birth of Christ, United birth of States Christ. birth of Christ. Oh wait, no, the birth of um July 4th, uh, Will Eagles. Smith. And uh and and who else was involved in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> so this um, one actually the Independence Day, July 4th, yes. you know what I'm talking about. Will Eagles, and, Walmart, the yeah, whole deal, Rock, NASCAR, flag and Eagle, NASCAR, Kid Rock, Kid Rock. <laughs> so we're celebrating all this today. <laughs> but this one was kind of sitting in my fridge, and I figured we should use it up because it's getting a little outdated now. <laughs> well, sure. It's it's a little past July Fourth at this point. Well, and you run the risk, you know. You you got the the beer that once it sits for a little, you know, you got to basically, you know, piss or get off the pot. You got to either think about using it as a brat. Fry, you know. So this one's actually pretty close to Muskego too, Eric. Uh, Raised Grain Brewing Company. Raised Grain, Waukesha. Yeah, right? Waukesha. Yeah. It's close to you, man. Love Raised Grain. They also do, they partner with a, um, with one of the uh, um, beer gardens that's down there yep. in Waukesha and uh, they, they kind of put together all the beer for that and they, they come out with some pretty good stuff. We drank so. some Raised Grain when we were down visiting Steph and we paid for our artwork a yeah. few years back, a couple years back. That now. was a couple years back That's now, crazy. Yeah. But That's crazy to think, yeah. I know. That we were down there at uh, whatever pub she was like, this one's one of my favorites. You guys should definitely visit it. it. Cool Let's pub. meet up. Yeah. Um, the really bartender was stuff. super nice. Like, oh, my gosh. Everybody like the there was super guy. nice. Yeah. We ended up running into uh, a few locals that, you know, they have their own seats there. Like, oh, yeah. They, I think they it's they actually like... Time. It, like they have little plaques on each one of their seats and it says like, dude, you know, this is my spot, you know? And, uh, to me, it's like when you, when you come to that status, it's gold. Oh yeah. That's Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Like a lot of those yeah, local watch out. This is, you know, this is Jim's seat. Old Bob sits over there at the yeah, corner. Old, yeah. Old Bob, he stinks like shit, but he looks even worse and, so, uh, he drinks a lot of beer. So the one we actually chose today that I found there was chain fuser. Um, which is an IPA New England hazy again. We're drinking sure. some hazies again. Um, 7.7% ABV. Um, this one was, like I said, uh, in celebration of the birth of our nation. It has independence, liberty, and citra hops like in one flavor. So you're getting kind of a big bang of the hop flavors. It really tastes like a fucking firework and independence <laughs> in your mouth. It tastes like America right in the man. Yeah, <laughs> It tastes like a bald eagle. It tastes like a straight up eagle going boiled. straight down your throat. But again, a hazy. This one actually pours really nice. It's kind of that golden hazy color, but it has like a nice foam on the top of it. Like you can tell the carbonations there, tasty. Obviously, you're getting that citra hop. You're getting a little like grapefruity, like kind of citrus. Kind of normal stuff. The, the yeah, citra, the hazy for sure. And the citra hops kind of always tend to have that sort of uh, that same profile. Um, not to say that, you know, any beer that you drink that's, that's, that's brewed with citra hops is the same. It just has that same sort of profile somewhere in the taste or in the finish. And I think it's still, you know, even though this one we're drinking a few weeks after July 4th here and it's still tasty, it's still tasty. You know, it's still carbonated. It still tastes just the same. You still got the carbonation, nothing left. The flavor's still there. It's just a great beer. Six, maybe six weeks past or something like that. And it's, uh. Um, a, yeah, we're, we're a delicious beer. I, and, and you know what? You got a good refrigerator out there. Um, 
so it's locally it's, got a decent refrigerator yeah and, and a lot of like freaking deep chest freezers we're doing all right here yeah but, so it's it's uh, again it's just kind of that tasty citrusy uh uh you know hazy which uh you know is uh as much as we've we've found you know a, a billion of them and, and we've reviewed a bunch of them, um, they don't get old. They're just no, I they're just them. a they're just a solid beer. And like the the artwork that was on this one was kind of cool. It was like just a couple of raspberries, blue, red, white, and blue. Obviously, America Kid Rock yeah. on it, but like and again, Kid Rock's on there, not really, but like yeah, no. But you know, again, it it may not be my favorite uh, hazy IPA that we've ever had. It's it's definitely um, up there. I mean, it's good. It it maintains the best of the best. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that I think they nailed the flavor quality wise. Great. Uh, you can definitely tell that it was brewed with uh, some of the best products available and that they had their own recipe to, to develop this. And that's what I love is, you know, Russ and I had, had previously dabbled in the arts of uh, brewing more. So you, uh, I don't want to take anything away from that. I think there was one brew that was particularly me, you know, where I, Oh, for sure. You actually helped and you were in the kitchen. You actually did most of the work, but I you mean, might've done all the work. I mean, I mean saying even like the recipe, you I remember the grabbing, Oh yeah. I remember grabbing a lot of the stuff from uh, Colorado. In fact, and yeah, that bringing was, it back. That was like the, what the rusted wheel or something like something that. Something like that. IPA. It was super good. Cause I've helped you, you know, a dozen times with different ones, uh, actually helping you take the kettle off of the, uh, because this is actually a process. It's and, nice. And let me tell it's, you. it's really nice having somebody you like that can hold something up while you're kind yeah. of streaming out the bag. Which you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm uh, that that same level of uh, of athleticism anymore. My strength has definitely gone down. I've been tipping back a few beers, but not really doing a whole lot else. But you know, back <laughs> in the day when we would stand in your kitchen in, in Janesville, oh, yeah. holding that thing up the it's entire time as it's kind of draining out. Is, Even those five gallon batches, like the, the they're malts, amazingly heavy. It is the the malt is very heavy. So um, I can only imagine, you know, being in in the process at an actual brewery uh, and, and being the the scientist uh, behind all this stuff is uh, exhilarating and it's fun. And then to see the fruits of your labor come out into these cans of of delicious product, I can't say enough. But you know what? Like, yeah, maybe this one's a little past due or whatever. But we do. I do have a couple cans left, so uh, maybe uh, we'll have like a little giveaway or something. You can have an old Ross beer fridge. I was actually going to say too. You know, I know <laughs> we're a little bit of ways, uh, but you know, I've, I've been a, a season seat holder for the Milwaukee Bucks for quite a uh, while. I mean, you've been a Bucks decade, fan since the beginning, almost a of decade. Time. You know, uh, and since since I've basically had the ability to to pay for you know forty. 40 some games. I think it's like 42 games that you get with the, with the season seat. Um, that's something that Russ and I have, have decided is a, is a good thing. So, Hey, if you're a fan of this, this podcast, get ready. Cause, uh, you know, come buck season, there's going to be some seats that, uh, that, that get thrown out as, uh, Oh yeah. As giveaways, you know, not nothing that, you know, we don't expect you to, to give us money or anything like that. It's just straight, you know, uh, comment, like, like share, exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah sure. tag a friend or something like that. And, and, and we're going to give you a, a seat to, uh, two seats to a Bucks game. And right on. we're in the lower bowl always. Uh, we're baseline, uh, only about 20 rows from court. So, um, absolutely phenomenal stuff. And you know what? Raised grain. I don't know that they have a whole lot of beers on tap at the Pfizer Forum. 
but uh, a, a couple of our favorites, you know, uh, uh, one namely is is uh, Eagle Park. I know that they've got some stuff there. Raised Grain, I think, had had some stuff on tap, and that's just fun for us. Uh, for sure, we think it's it's great to be able to to kind of uh, give back, and and again, it's a labor of of love for us to be able to do this thing. Um, in, in this fashion that we have been, I mean, for, for the, 114, this is 114. Yeah, so it's amazing. So for people that like actually like baseball, the Madison Mallards actually have raised grain on tap at the stadium. See, that's I could cool. not believe that. Yes, and that's what's great is that Russ and I have actually gone to uh, a Mallards game. Uh, we have one coming up where we're going to go to, or, or by the time this episode comes out, it, we might have already gone. But uh, Milwaukee Milkmen here oh, in yeah, Franklin, for sure. Sky um, Carp and Beloit, the Sky Carp and Beloit. Um, and then there's another one in... They were the snappers, just so you know. Yeah, if you have seen the episode, go back and check it out. There's another one, I think, in the Oconomowoc area that I think we're thinking about hitting up, too. We'll have to definitely check that out. Um, and, and so we're in support of, of everything Wisconsin, and, and especially Wisconsin sports been. and Wisconsin music. Um, we're out there. And uh, that's the other thing that we wanted to mention is that, uh, um, you know, the, the band that I'm in currently, Sons of Leroy... Uh, we've got some other shows coming up here in the next uh, a couple weeks and you know, we'll continue to announce it, but definitely stay attuned to sons of Um, those are things that, uh, that you can find Russ and I probably at every single time. Oh yeah. Usually I try to make my way out there. Yes. When I can, so. Yeah. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many? All right, folks, you know what that means. And your best macho man, Randy Savage Voice, can you give us a little, how many locals you had, brother? How many locals you had, bro? Wow. Yeah, so uh, we actually have a picture of uh, of this derby car, it looks like. Uh, it looks like you did some what derbies. What is that? Is that a... Tell me it's not a, tell me it's not a Chevy like a Cruise. Chevy Cruise. <laughs> it looks like a Cruise. looks like my car it's after either, I got my accident. <laughs> it, that's either a Chevy Cruise or... The, the vehicle that was produced by GM uh, off the same assembly line, uh, Pontiac G5 or something it, like that. It could be. We just so. can't see the front end very well because it's gone. Yeah, we, and then <laughs> like. the, the the right front tire that we're looking at is totally cockeyed, uh, and it's in the freaking... It it's, looks like it, that looks like frozen ground to me. It's there's no uh, yeah, that, dude, no that, snow, but I'm that's gonna, definitely I'm going to be honest. Now. It actually looks like my cruise, like after I crash. Oh, it's like the same look at color. Me. I was right. G5? No way. G6. You know your cars, man. I do. Holy Same smokes. assembly line, man. Okay. So um, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, a Wisconsin woman is facing an OWI charge after she barely missed hitting numerous vehicles, <laughs> crashed into a highway sign, and then was seen throwing a beverage out of the vehicle. So as have you heard? So I actually learned this recently. Yeet. Like to throw something. So she yeeted a beverage. This is like a new term for me. I am I, so outdated, dude. Like, I, you know, I, okay. Yeet. So I'll be honest. I've heard the term. I had no idea what it really something. meant. Yeah, like I to didn't... yeet a beverage. So she yeeted a beverage. So that's I was something just, that's new to me. Something I thought was funny. I was actually <laughs> talking to Layla, and I'm like, Layla, can you explain TikTok? She's like, Oh yeah, it's like vines for old for like young kids. I'm like, Cause she called me an old man for yeah. vines. You remember vines was huge. It was I like had the a TikTok couple that I that I created. It was original. It's like the TikTok of our time. I was so I was living down in Bayview. Uh, and I was at 1022 East Potter. That's one of my old addresses. And um, so uh, we had a really nice front porch. And one of the days I, I looked at my roommate, uh, Dusty, and I said, hey, man, 
I love Vine. Can you help me create a couple of really cool ones? And so this one was one of those ones where you do a lot of quick cuts, which quick cuts is where you just film a blast real quick, one second or two second blast of a thing. And then you cut to another quick one second, two second blast. And this one was, uh, and, and if I can find it, I know the, um, the app is gone and, and, and has been purchased by some other company, but there is like an old library of vine, uh, videos. And if I can find it, I'll post it. Cause I'm very, I thought that I was going to go viral with this. It was like, it was like the, it was like the TikTok of our generation. It really though, was really serious. And, uh, some of the best, uh, uh, viral videos came from vine and, and still some of those vine artists are on TikTok and, and have gone on to garner some pretty cool success so I, i'm so glad layla's a teenager because she kind of explains things to me like i feel like an old ass well she's so smart with and she with is this stuff, like the modern know? like social media like platforms and yeah stuff. but yeah because she has seen vines is tiktok for old men she has seen basically. the the evolution of like uh going from um what's that game where you build um Roblox and uh, Minecraft, Minecraft, like, yeah, for sure. And then all the way up to today's, you know, thing of of TikTok and yeah, that yeah. kind of mumble it, it's rap. It's nice I having call somebody it. around. Oh, mumble she's rap. A big, she's a big Billie Eilish fan too. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which even I like so, Billie Eilish. Billie, actually. So I yeah, and I was just about to say that too. That uh, Russ and I are both uh, huge supporters and fans of uh, Billie and Phineas. They are <laughs> some of today's best. At, at becoming this uh, this phenomena, you know they they uh, they started out as just YouTube artists, uh, brother and sister, and creating some of the best music. So and um, actually, really, you know, I'm not a huge fan of modern music, but Post Malone has been putting Post out some a huge, great songs, huge artist, and man. he's a good dude. Have you ever seen the? And I I probably talked about this you know on what? here. The I Nirvana. Have, uh, oh where yeah, he that did, was cool. He did it with uh, Travis Barker. You know what? I heard some. And it was bad... a live stream to 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 support. I think COVID at the I, time. I heard he knocked up a lot of girls and kind of bailed on them. I don't but know about that. I heard. I don't know if that's true. But he's still a I cool dude. Like kid. he's actually a cool dude. He's very, uh, and and kind of as you alluded to before, uh, his music is just kind of next level. He I, uh, dude. He it's continues awesome. to just sort of push the next thing, and I and I'm a huge fan of it. Started out as this kind of like. Uh, really cool mumble rap, not mumble rap, but in the same genre, same area. But, yeah. Um, but all right, back to our drunk. Back, back, back to off the our back to local. All right, let's go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, Columbia County Sheriff's Office posted details of a vehicle crash involving an intoxicated driver uh, on their Facebook page. This was back in April, uh, and this was happened around six thirty p.m. So it's like dinner time. Exactly. Uh, you know, maybe they left, you know, the, the supper club or something, but this was in the town of Decorah. Um, authorities were notified of a reported incident involving a 2008 Pontiac G6. Good call. Uh, well, uh, it, here's the thing. Pontiac G6s and Chevy Cruises were identical vehicles. Same motors and everything. It's just the badging. You and I have talked about and, that and before. And you can't even see, the badging's ripped off, right? The badging like You can't even see fucked. anything. Like, you yeah. can't even tell what it is. So. Exactly. So uh, the vehicle nearly hit a motorcycle that was turning and ended up leaving the roadway. Uh, it then hit a highway sign and a guardrail. Uh, authorities mentioned that the vehicle uh, just about hit two different vehicles. Uh, witnesses then reportedly said the driver threw a beverage can into the ditch Yeet. out of this window that's clearly open, and I don't think that's broken because the, the back window's fine. So they just, like, hoss that baby right out the fucking passenger window there. Here or comes a latte. It. Yeah, <laughs> here, 
I'm done with this. <laughs> I don't want to be caught with this. Um, so they threw a beverage can right out of the window into the ditch. Uh, the driver then tried to run away when a deputy arrived, uh, but that person very quickly stopped. Um, oh, for sure. And I think we can all imagine why. Uh, you know this what? Is Actually, a, I was thinking if he tossed a local ear one, do you think he could do some damage? Those are some pretty big cans. Depends. Is it open? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's open. If it's open... A full can would do some real damage. I'm just, just saying, like a yeah. Bullet. That'll kill you know, a if This is like a normal uh, person driving. There's a lot with, of aluminum uh, on those. Though. Well, now, now I'm not going to sit here and say that we're, we're you know... Uh, you know, I've had a road. We're soda. not virgins to the idea of uh, of road sodas. We've all had them. Um, you know, in fact, like all of our family members, even if I have a you know an uncle or somebody visit Everybody's my house, had a road soda at one time. I was just gonna say, you know, we have like uncles or you know aunts or somebody that visits our house, and then they're like, "You got one for the road?" And it's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I guess here you go. Here's a <laughs> here's a bush light or here's a bud light but yeah, yeah, here you go. Just don't tell them you were with me or anything, but um." But yeah, so authorities say that the uh, the driver showed signs of significant oh, impairment. Wow. So we know where we're at here with that. It kind of puts them into a different level. Uh, the driver was identified as a 25-year-old uh, lady from Madison. Wow. And uh, she will be charged with operating while intoxicated. This is a second offense for this individual. And was given multiple other citations. Obviously, that's they, reckless they endangerment, that, uh, hitting uh, public property. I, if she gets a lawyer, then they can wean it down to the DUI charge. So <sighs> it happens every time. I think. I think in this case, though, they'll probably stick. I think a lot of it'll stick. It's a second offense, so Meh, maybe. So what you have here is, uh, so what the DA is going to say. We've got a second offense. So this isn't this person. This person's first rodeo. Um, so you got second offense. Plus, you have a lot of reckless endangerment. Plus, you have, you know, driving uh, recklessly. Plus, you have, uh, uh, you know, the the public property damage and stuff of hitting road signs and stuff. That's not going to go away. The PAC probably will go away. That's what I was thinking. Because um, that's pretty typical. Uh, like we've said before on other podcasts, PAC a lot of times is because uh, there's two charges automatically. If you're driving drunk, you're going to have the DUI. Plus, you're going to have PAC over and above. And so the, the the PAC might drop, but the other stuff I think is sticking. She, she didn't get open intoxicant, though, because she tossed it out the window, so good. Uh, I bet you that's probably <laughs> no, on there. she's probably got they it. They probably on. recovered that beast from the uh, from the uh, ditch and said, uh, yeah, you're getting this too, buddy. Well, um, why were you drinking a red dog? Those things are like eight ninety nine, a 36-pack. She, she was slugging a fucking hams. Uh, <laughs> hams. She was yeah. going cheap. So she was going low budge. This was April 10th. Um, there was actually two separate incidents involving an impaired driver. Uh, in Columbia County, uh, the sheriff's office wanted to remind residents that there are multiple safe ride and bar buddy programs. We've talked in about the that county. all the time. We talk about we all the time. The Tavern, Tavern League, League is, is huge, huge in Wisconsin. Plus, fuck, man, in this day and age, Uber, I, Lyft. I can't tell you how many times I have had um, either my wife drop me off at the bar and maybe come and pick me up later, or if if we're both out or if I'm just out and she's out of town or something. I call Uber and Lyft all the time. Don't even put yourself in the situation where you have to make a tough call. Right. Just get a ride. So I think your car's not in the, in in the parking lot of the of the bar, or the tavern that you're visiting. You know you got to call somebody. So I think Scott Walk Dogs actually put into place now where you get the first offense. It's like fifteen hundred bucks, and you have to go to school. It's minimum. Like you have to go yeah. to a class. You have like, to go to a, a yeah. So something. I mean, like you do not even want to get one anymore. And like with all the things, yeah, your Lyft ride may cost you two hundred bucks. Better than fifteen hundred bucks and spending a night in a drunk tank. There you go. Boom. So, like the 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 fines 
and stuff associated alone. The class is like two hundred dollars, yeah. isn't it? Because you have to go to yeah one of the like the technical colleges. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you had to go uh, to MATC like a, Gateway, uh, uh, WCT, or whatever it is, Waukesha like County. One of the tech schools. And you know those classes like you just mentioned, they're probably going to be upwards bucks. of a couple hundred bucks. So fifteen hundred dollar fine class. Couple hundred bucks, maybe lawyer fees for sure. For this person with a second, you you want to get a lawyer? Oh, guaranteed. Because you're going to be able to get some of that stuff knocked down, but. You know, the, the big thing is, is, is when you weigh the cost, like you just did right in front of me, you're not even drunk. You're, you're thinking, you're thinking straight. You've had a couple of uh, uh, beers and stuff, but like the, the idea is what's more expensive. If I weigh my options, I could, I could risk it, but the risk is that I'm going to get pulled over high risk, uh, you know, low reward to be and, really honest. And I really want to throw this out to anyone. Here's what I do. And so when I come to the podcast, we, you know, we usually record a few episodes, right, Eric? Yeah. So before I leave here, I actually have a breathalyzer in my car. It yeah. was a $20 thing off Amazon. It actually works really well. It's pretty accurate. It's I pretty darn we've, accurate. We've, we've decided. And so you can actually use that. Like just buy one, like don't put your keys in the ignition, but if you have to stay at a bar parking lot, better safe than sorry. If you really have to, right? I mean, the thing is, is that, uh, the the laws show that even if you have the keys to the vehicle and you're in it, they can still get you. They're they're still going to really? get you. In OWI. I slept in the trunk how many times on freaking that Brady, well, so Brady did, Street, uh, dude? UW Whitewater. I've done the same thing, and, I, and I've got I've I got them knocking trunk. on the door, you know, looking for me because I'm in a parking lot that you can't you know park past like eight o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever. Um, luckily, I I didn't get nabbed, you know, and that's the case. Is that you're really you're really taking a risk by doing any of that. Well, you it, know it'd what? be best you if know you what? just Tavern League, Lyft, Uber. I was just gonna say, so if you can get the Tavern League thing, it's free. do it. It's free. If you can't, my gosh, please call an Uber or a Lyft because there's plenty of them out there. And you're probably gonna get a ride within an hour, you know, uh even in small towns. I've gotten an, an Elkhorn. I mean shit, I was just at the Slipknot concert out at Alpine. It took me a little over an hour to get an Uber driver to uh, meet me over on Bowers Road. Guess what? I didn't get I didn't get fined. I didn't get caught for anything. I walked down the side of the road down you know County uh, County Highway D, got all the way down to Bowers. I met my Uber driver uh, and and totally fine. And I made it. I oh, made yeah. my way right back to my house. No issues. And that's the case is that you have to be smart. And really part of that whole thing is pre-planning. So Russ, let's talk about how this individual did not pre-plan. Oh, definitely not. And, uh, and, and I know we don't have any additional, we don't have a lot of information. We do have a female, we have a, you know, 25, 25, second female, offense. you know, it's a second offense. So she has a little bit of experience. Big, we big don't know crash. We, we don't know what's going on in her life. The crash is pretty rugged. I mean, I got, I got some ideas here like i got a i got a local idea okay i have a number do you want to throw it out there eric yeah okay three two one fourteen i was thinking a little higher because of the crash yeah so do you want to meet in the middle and go 12 loco on this one i feel comfortable saying 12 so three cans local um, yeah so yeah Yeah, 12 is a is a safe number on this one i feel like we're in the right neighborhood again for those of you listening that don't uh, necessarily partake in the uh, loco segment and don't necessarily know what we're talking about just a quick reminder loco how many locos you at was actually developed by russ and i uh, and mike uh, Mm -hmm. on our way to 
Or this was just when we were in the house. In, we just scream across the house. Like how many locos you had? Because we would actually drink four, four local cans. Like, and uh, so the the big thing is uh, basically each can of four loco contains four loco. Uh, so when you drink a fourth of it, you're at one. When you drink half of it, you're at a two loco. Uh, when you drink the full can and you consume the full thing, you're at a four loco. So this is where we kind of derive that math from. And uh, if you want, follow along. One time, try to get to a four loco. Then maybe consume a second one. See see if you can get to eight loco and <laughs> see you where you're at. If you the 16 loco and you don't blackout, definitely let us That's know. That's what we're talking about. When Russ and I talk about that blackout level, it's somewhere between the 12 and 16 area. You're feeling pretty good. Well, it's because it's a it's a pretty high malty beverage. So, um, twelve is what we decided on this one. Twelve sound that gavel, Eric. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer, and remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch watch out for deer on your way home. home.